What is up? Um, it's the voice of this podcast, Dallas Brandon. Welcome back to Becoming Character. Have COVID. Um, what caused the loss of my taste buds? Um, I really don't know. Um, it's two fifty-four, by the way, on the start of what day is it today? I can look this up this time because it's only been two days. I believe the start of day twenty-one. Uh, we have twenty-five days left to kind of make this whole launch work. Um, and I've had in my waiting period uh, a load of epiphanies that I think will push us over the edge and help us get it done. Um, and so I'm excited to you know talk about those more on the podcast. But more importantly, I got to get to implement them because I don't have a lot of time. Um, even today, I'm trying to get things done. I have two hours before work, but um, you know it's 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 a little bit of you know it's a rocky road, if you will. Um, but I do have a story, you know, that I thought was cool that I want to tell you. Um, so where I work, there's this dealer, his name's Paul, right? He's an older Asian guy. Um, and Paul, man, when I first met him, like, I don't know, like, you know, he's one of those guys you come across and you, you know, out the gate, you're like, man, this is going to be a good time. This is going to be a fun time. Um, as a, as a, you know, comparatively, a lot of the other dealers, um, they're a little more, uh, reserved. Uh, they don't really talk as much. They kind of just do their job and go. Um, Paul was a little different. Um, the objective of most dealers, I would say, is to, to get as many tips as possible because they work to get a payday. They work to get a check. Um, but um, whereas most dealers' strategy is to, you know, just deal as many hands as possible and try to get the, the customers as many bonuses as possible because that's really when they tip, when they hit like something like a dragon on the Baccarat table, which is a bonus where if you hit it, um, you get paid 40 to 1. So if you put down, let's say, $200, you get paid $8,000, um, if my math is correct right there. Um, yeah, so you get paid 40 to 1. And um, when these bonuses hit, you know, people take the excess money that they earn and they kind of pay the you know the floor people, which is the supervisor of the dealers, and they pay the dealers off as well. Um, but, you know, um, most people just rely on, on kind of the systems that are already implemented. Um, but Paul was a little different, you know, and, and I want to tell the story because a lot of people... You know, um, a lot of people just, you know, you know they approached your life and in the, in the problems that they have the way that the dealer might approach it. You know, just follow the systems that are, that are you know, that are already in place and, and, and do it, you know, be skillful at your job and do what it is you're supposed to do in order to earn the tips. Um, but, you know, like I said, Paul, Paul was a little different. The first time I met Paul, you know, I was sitting on his table. I think I was sitting in for somebody while they went to the bathroom or they went to for lunch or whatever. Um, and he was, he was, he was having a good time. He was having fun. He was just telling, he was joking with me, cracking jokes with the players. You know, he's been there a few decades, I believe. So he probably knows everybody in the building. And, and you know, he was just telling me, man, there's nothing wrong with having a good time man. enjoy yourself, man. I, I, you know, I love what I do. I love to come to this building and, and make fun. And he, he really left, left a lasting impression on me. So he was one of the first dealers whose name, names that I actually memorized. Um, I came across Paul a few more times after that. But, uh, you know, one of the times that really sticks out in memory is that I remember he was at uh, one of the Baccarat tables in the middle of the casino and he was dealing cars and, and having fun. And, you know, and, um, you know, I think it was time for him to shuffle the deck or something like that. And when he shuffles the deck, all the players get up and can kind of go to other tables. But they come back after the deck is shuffled. And he was just talking to me personally. He was like, you know, one of the things that I try to do is just come in here and have a good time. One of the things that I try to do is I just try to come in here and entertain. And you know what's fun? The funny part, whereas most dealers, you know, they just try to do their job and, you know, hit the bonuses. Um, a lot of players come to my table and they don't get a lot of bonuses. 
and a lot of them lose money. But you know, the funny part about that is that they still tip me anyway. And he looked at me, he was like, and you know why that is? It's because I give him entertainment, you know? And even if you're losing money, the entertainment is worth the price, no matter how the games, games went, no matter how skilled I am, which he's one of the most skilled dealers because he's been there for a long time, is that, you know, pure entertainment, what's more valuable than that, you know? And it made me realize, like, a lot of people come to the casino for entertainment, not to win money because they've been losing all their lives. They don't, they don't likely of it, of, of winning. A lot of people just want to unplug and have a good time. The dopamine hits that keep people addicted is what it's all about for them. And I remember having a similar experience when I first got on a plane. Uh, and despite the fact that the plane was pretty terrifying because it is taking off and going in the sky and all that cool stuff. Um, I remember the first time I got on a plane and it took off and just the sheer power of the machine had me in a state of awe and wonder and shock. I'm like, how could a human devise something so beautiful and powerful and enigmatic in all its ways? Like, how are we flying through the air on this thing? I was entertained and I became a fan of airlines. I became a fan of flying and I want to fly as much as possible because of it. No matter the cost, no matter, you know, how inconvenient or dangerous it might be because the entertainment is worth it. Um, and so Paul saying that really made me realize the way that I'm trying to approach, you know, this launch, um, you know, with the tactics and strategies traditionally known of marketers, um, what, what I've been lacking in my campaigns is entertainment. They haven't been entertaining enough. They haven't been, it's like, you know, somebody like the, the Kardashian family, you know, uh, people, members of the Kardashian family may release music or something like that. And a lot of people like, like Kanye, a lot of people will buy his music. Um, but the campaigns leading up to the album release has nothing to do with music. The beef with Drake and Drake revealing his son and, you know, uh, him breaking up with Kim and then going to France with the other girl. And all this has nothing to do with music, but it's generating noise because it's entertainment. And this is the kind of information that people like to consume, habitually shown they've liked to consume other than just releasing a single. The traditional way is just releasing a single. You know, and having a single go viral and be played on the radio, but they're taking it to a new level and getting the most sales, respectively, Drake One and Kanye Two, because of the entertainment uh, that's associated with their acts. Now, I know this may be super obvious, but you know, it's something to think about over and over and over again. Um, they say if someone's not pissed off, you know, with your message by noon every day, this is Stephen Larson, Russell Brunson keeps repeating, uh, then you're not, then you're not, you're not messaging hard enough, you're not marketing hard enough, and it kind of just made me realize, like, you know. I really have to step out there and, and be prolific with my content and be very entertaining in all my campaigns and all my ways in order to really get traffic. And so to create this character, his features or her features, whoever you are, you know, it's not about what you do, the skill and the strategy, the way it's already been done and learning that method. It's just about how outlandish and entertaining can you be? You know, how far can this go? Because there are entertainers on TikTok that all they do is clean the toilet or all they do is, you know, do the Thanos thing, the Thanos thing. Uh, the dude that does the Thanos quotes, I love him. He's so funny. Um, and all these pages that we love and follow, they're really just entertainment, but they make a lot of money because they can keep people, you know, engaged and, and, and zoned in with, it, with what it is that they're displaying. And so to get on that level and, and, and kind of make not only your content more educational, but more entertaining, make the character more funky and weird uh, and more controversial, make it more polar. Um, is some of the science that I'm going to be, you know, adding as we you know, proceed forward to October 25th. Um, 
in the, in the campaign also to get people on to something that's also changing. So it's going to be a lot of cool things that I really want people to see and, and digest as we as we proceed these next 25 days. It's really going to ramp it up and make things crazy. Think of all the messages that, that really draw people in that, you know, gets people's attention and uh, kind of just hammer them home. Um, I don't want to be corny or cliche or political or anything like that, but things that already have charged emotion around them, we're really going to start executing. So, um, you know, I just realized the point of marketing is just entertaining propaganda. Um, you know, the science that, that goes on the other side of things, of creation and, and delivering a product is a little different, but marketing is something I've yet to respect it for what it is, even though I say I understand it. And so that's all I have to say in this podcast episode. Um, I'll be right back with you tomorrow. I've been doing a lot of hard work, a lot of thinking and, and chilling back and things like that. And so, you know, I don't pop on this podcast too often, but I'm, I'm going to continue to, you know, up, you know, keep you up to date with what's going on. Um, yeah, that's really all I have to say so far. Appreciate you listening. It's Dallas. This is the Becoming a Gary podcast. See you tomorrow's episode.